our guests a great big hand. We're delighted that you're here today. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. I'm, I'm particularly thankful to have some dear friends, uh, the Harden family, the Minerdink family, and Tony and Beth. God bless them. These are some dear friends and loved ones, and uh, we're thankful that they're here. Let's give them a great big hand. So grateful to have this wonderful family. And, uh, and we're so thankful to see Sister Natalie Chastain. I see her from a distance. She's only been alive just a little while, but we're glad she's here. She brought her parents with her this morning, Terry and Carissa, and we're so grateful. Amen. God bless them, their newborn baby. We give God the praise. God is good. God is good. God is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. We had young people at youth camp this week, and I mean they had a Holy Ghost time at youth camp this week, and we have more going out this coming week that are going to be there in the presence of the Lord, and do be in prayer for them, because God can do things when young people are, are dedicated to Him and focused on Him. It's amazing what the Lord can do in their lives. And life-changing things can happen. I've seen young people go to youth camp and come away with a call of God on their life. Amen. The call of God was already there, but because they were in His presence in such a concentrated way, they heard it and they responded to it. Amen. So we thank the Lord for that. Do be in prayer uh, for them and all of our youth leaders. I would like to go ahead and look to the word of the Lord this morning. Thank you to our worship team and our singers and musicians for doing such a wonderful job week in and week out. Amen. We are blessed. Amen. Go ahead and give them a great hand clap of appreciation. Thank you, Jesus. And we're delighted to have with us Sister Pearl Taylor, who is 97 years young today, or 97 years young, and she has had the Holy Ghost for 84 years. That's a beautiful thing. Amen. Amen. She is a friend of Brother Dave and Sister Gail Duvall, and we're honored that she's with us today. And we, we rise to honor her this morning. Amen. And we're so thankful to have uh, everyone who has come to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I'm reading from the book of Revelation, chapter 1. The book of Revelation, chapter 1. And uh, I, I feel like the Lord has some special things for us today as we, as we look into his word. I believe that the Lord would speak to somebody's heart this morning. And I don't know what you've been praying about, but I know God understands. And God is desirous to meet your need and to let you know that he is with you. Revelation chapter 1 verse 4. John to the seven churches which are in Asia. Grace be unto you and peace from him which is and which was and which is to come and from the seven spirits which, which are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, and hath made us kings and priests unto God and his Father, to him be glory, to him be dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Behold, he cometh with clouds, and every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all kindreds of the earth shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. I want to concentrate because he said that in this passage, he said that two times, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. And I want to preach for just a few moments this morning on this subject, facing the future with faith. Facing the future with faith. Can we lift up our hands and our hearts unto the Lord and our voices and ask God's blessing upon the remainder of this service? Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to be in your presence. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Without your presence, Lord, everything is in vain. There's no good thing that can come from us unless you are here. And God, we pray that you will order every word that is spoken, everything that is thought, every deed that is done. I pray, Lord, that your word would go forth with power. In the name of Jesus, go forth with deliberation and clarity and help us to receive it and to believe it and to apply it in the name of Jesus Christ. We give you all praise and glory in the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This passage of Scripture that we have read comes from the man by the name of John. This book that we call the book of Revelation, that's what it is. It is the book of Revelation. Some people call it the book of Revelations. That's not what it is. It's the book of Revelation. It's singular. Uh, just it, that actually is important because there's only one revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And that's the revelation that John was, was sharing in total. The revelation of Jesus Christ. And uh, it was interesting because John's ministry was a powerful ministry. And he was able to do great things uh, for the Lord Jesus. And, of course, he developed scriptural fame, if you want to call it that, uh, but uh, scriptural importance in the sense that he remained so close to Christ. Even when Jesus was betrayed by Judas and when he was uh, abandoned by the other disciples and, uh, and, and even the crowds that once lauded him, now they had turned on him. And Jesus was left to be beaten, wounded, and bruised, and ultimately crucified. And we have this beautiful scriptural visual of John standing at the foot of the cross and staying with Jesus, connected to Jesus, uh, right up to the very, and I do mean bitter, end. And, uh, and so he became known as the disciple whom Jesus loved, and we call him John the Beloved. So he was John the Beloved, but he, didn't, he wasn't simply John the Beloved. He, he would later become known as John the Revelator. And he became known as John the Revelator because of the experience 
that we're reading about in this passage of Scripture this morning from the book of Revelation. He was in exile on the Isle of Patmos. It's very interesting to note because it's important to realize that the, 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 the brothers and sisters of the early church were under severe persecution. And uh, the other apostles had lost their life through martyrdom. Uh, they were hung upside down, crucified upside down, decapitated. They were, they were uh, brutally, savagely murdered by the powers that were in those days. And John was actually the only one who did not experience that, per se, lived uh, to an older age. And, and he was in exile on the Isle of Patmos. And when you're living in those conditions and under those circumstances, knowing what happens to people who followed after Jesus... You know, we're blessed to live in a country where we have the freedom to follow after Jesus. And we should cherish that freedom. Amen. But they lived in a time where to follow after Jesus was considered to be a risky endeavor. And, and they did it anyway because he is the truth. He's the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. And they saw him suffer, bleed, and die. And they saw him raised from the dead. And they were determined to serve him all the days of their life. It's, it's important to note that when he had only suffered, bled, and died, they weren't hanging around. But when they saw him raised from the dead, they said, oh, this is the real thing. He is, a, ladies and gentlemen, he's alive even forevermore. So they not only saw him raised from the dead, but they saw him ascend on high into the majesties of God. And John was this elder statesman who outlived the other apostles. But in this passage, in this book of Revelation, he is in exile. He is in a place where who knows what the outcome of this is going to be. You know, we understand and thank God that God can turn the most desperate of circumstances into something glorious, into something powerful. And if you are facing some turbulent circumstances and desperate situations today, be encouraged by the word of the Lord to remind you that God can reach into the most impossible of circumstances and bring something beautiful for his glory out of those circumstances. Hallelujah. God can turn a, an Isle of Patmos into a book of Revelation. He can turn your lonely exiled island, whatever it may be, whatever island you're on right now, he can turn it into a book of revelation. You can learn things about Jesus in these circumstances that you had never known before. That's where John was. John is on this island. Who knows what's going to happen to him? He might, he might get brought out have his head cut off he might get crucified upside down boiled in oil thrown into some some arena to face lions and vicious beasts who knows who knows in that world in that day and age what kind of an end would come to this man John the revelator but while he's sitting on that island by himself nothing to do but concentrate upon the Lord of glory God showed up God spoke to him God began to minister to his heart. Oh, let us take a lesson from this. 
as he began to hear the word of the Lord, he said that he heard a voice that, that sounded like many waters. He said it sounded like the voice of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega. I am the beginning and the ending. I am the first and I am the last. What a beautiful revelation. That alone in and of itself is to receive from God. That not only did he begin a good work in you, but he's going to complete a good work in you. Not only is he the beginning, but he's the ending. See, a lot of people want him to be their omega, but they don't want him to be their alpha. You got to get started with God if you want things to turn out. Hallelujah. The way God would have them turn out. See, he's not just the author of our faith. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Don't give up in the middle of your faith experience to think that somehow, some way, God is going to abandon you. God is going to turn his back on you. He that hath begun a good work in you is able. Hallelujah. I said, he that hath begun a good work in you, he is able to perform that which I have committed against that day and so God will, will he's not only the ABC but he's the XYZ so don't get lost in the LMNOP God has got this and God has got you if you'll trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And I mean trust him when the going gets tough. And I mean trust him when it doesn't make sense to trust him. I mean trust him when family's telling you not to trust him. I'm telling you trust him when friends are saying you're wasting your time. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And now you're going to lean, but, but don't lean on your own understanding. See, when you're walking, you're going to get tired. And you're going to have to lean on something. Don't lean on your own understanding understanding lean on his understanding and in all of your ways acknowledge him hallelujah I can remember the Sunday school song that said I lean I lean I lean I lean I'm leaning on the Lord's side listen if you'll lean on him if you'll trust in him and if you'll acknowledge him in all of your ways here's your promise he shall direct your path I don't have to wonder where my help is going to come from I know where my help is coming from if I don't have direction just yet that means I need to stand still and wait on Jesus because I know when the time is right and when the season is due he shall direct my path he will do it he will do it he is faithful to his word he is faithful to keep his promises. It is impossible for God to lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Let every man be a liar, but God is true. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so John is on this island, and, and man, 
you put himself, if you put yourself in his sandals, you know he's got kind of a difficult situation to deal with here. I mean, his buddies, the, the people he did life with, he's watched them die. Brutal deaths of martyrdom. He's, he's watched them be hung. He's watched them be crucified upside down. He's watched them be decapitated. He knows what could befall him, what could await him. And the Lord shows up and says, John, stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to their circumstances and to the, the situations that they had to endure. You're different. You don't know what that means. That could mean anything. But here's what you need to know. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I am the beginning and I am the ending. I am the first and I am the last. I am he which is. I am he which was. And I am he which is to come the almighty God you may not know about tomorrow you don't need to know about tomorrow I know enough about God to know everything about tomorrow is gonna be all right and that doesn't matter what tomorrow holds tomorrow could hold anything in store tomorrow could be what you might say is a really bad day tomorrow could be the worst day of your life it's not about the goodness or the badness of the day it's about the goodness of God hallelujah because regardless of what may come my way he's still the almighty God he which is he which was he which is to come the almighty God Oh, hallelujah. John needed to hear that. John needed to hear that like somebody here today needs to hear that. See, we are creatures that are subject to time. But you got to understand something about time. God created time. Time is, is a creation. God called the light day. And he called the darkness night. And he established the stars in the heavens for times and for seasons and for years. And, and so, so time is a creation of God. Therefore, God operates beyond time. He operates outside of time. He's not limited by time the way you and I are limited by time. That's why, that's why God knows when to show up and when to hold off. See, he may not come when you want him, but he is always right on time. Because God, hallelujah, operates outside, above, and beyond time. Hallelujah. So here we are dealing with time. It's, time is a part of our cursed world now. Time is a part of, of the fallen earth now. Time represents something very unique to us. Because as time goes on, things change. Things happen. We change. People around us change. Family pictures one year can have everybody in their place. And the next year, one or two spots can be empty and bring sadness. And then, and then there can be an addition to that family picture, and it brings happiness, and so on and so forth. Everybody here has in some way been touched by the devastating facts about time. And here John is dealing with time. I don't know what feelings he had. Maybe he had feelings that time is running out. 
What am I doing on this island alone in exile when there's so much to be doing for the Lord? What am I doing here when I have life yet to live? Maybe he felt like, maybe he felt like time had been cruel in his flesh. Maybe he thought time wasn't something to celebrate, wasn't something to rejoice about. Listen, when you're, when you're an apostle of Jesus Christ and you're commissioned to tell the world about Jesus... And everybody who was commissioned to do the same thing at the same time has been brutally murdered and martyred. Folks, you had better make heaven your home. Because this world would get really miserable really quick if you dwelt on all that is happening around you in this world. John needs a sure word from the Lord about time. Because, because, because there's so much going on in his in his. Mind And so the Lord says to him, I want you to know three things about me. One, I am he which is. And I am he which was. And I am he which is to come. The almighty God. See, he needed to know who God is. You know, sometimes you need to know who God is. Sometimes it's easier to know who God was than it is to know who God is. Sometimes it's easier to be able to look back on the past and say, well, God did this and God did that and God did great things. But, but where is God? When I need him, where is God? You need a fresh revelation of the fact that God is the almighty God. Hallelujah. You need a fresh perspective to understand that the God of your past is the God of your present. The same God who thundered on Mount Sinai. The same God who delivered Daniel out of the lion's den. The same God, hallelujah, who delivered three Hebrew children out of the fiery furnace. The same God, hallelujah, who brought down the walls of Jericho. El Shaddai, Elohim, El Yon, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Rohi, the same God. He has not changed. He's still the same. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, today, today. I'm preaching to somebody who came in here frustrated today and forever. Hallelujah. It's important to have an understanding of who God is. God operates in the present. That's why we call it his presence. We shout about his presence. It's referring to right here, right now. Don't miss it. Jump into it. It is the presence of God. It is the here and the nowness of God. It is the fact that he is the great I am. He's in this moment. Don't try to go to the future and hope for better things. Don't try to go to the past and fix things you cannot fix. But stay right here in this moment. In this this is where God exists in the moment. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. And now, now, 
now is the accepted time that's why the bible said now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen that's why the bible said now abide of faith hope and love but the greatest of these is love it's here it's now he is the i am glory to god he's right here the great I am. Don't try. You don't have to go to greener pastures. You don't have to stop living and wishing that things would change. Just right where you stand. In the middle of that fiery furnace. Hallelujah. In the middle of that lion's den. In the middle of that Isle of Patmos. Hallelujah. Give him praise. Because he is there with you in that moment. Hallelujah. John, I want you to know that I am he which is. You know, I was reading about Job, and Job said, Behold, I go forward, and he is not there. I go backward, and I cannot find him. I go to the left hand where he doth work. He's nowhere to be found. He said, I go to the right hand, and he's hiding himself from me. And I had a little challenge with that. I said, God, why don't you just, you know, show Job where you are? I mean, the dude's running in circles trying to find you. Why don't you just show him? And the Lord spoke to me and said, because he's looking for me in all the places that I am not. He's trying to go for. Some of you are trying to go forward to find him. He's not in your future right now. You're trying to go back. You can't find him in your future. You can't find him in your past. You can't find him on the left or on the right. You'll find God right where you stand, right where you are. Say, God, here I am. I wish I could go back and change all the mess that I developed. I wish I could go forward and change everything before it develops. But none of that is possible because you are subject to time. God deals with you in the present. That's why the Bible says the Lord God is a very present help. In trouble. That's where he helps you. He helps you in your present. Hallelujah. So don't worry about tomorrow. And don't regret yesterday. But right where you stand. Right where you are. Woo, hallelujah. Man, if we could go back in time, we'd change this, change that, change this, change that. Listen, you, you don't need to worry about that. You just give it all to God and watch what he'll do. You just give it all to God and watch what he'll do. Listen, God is able to go places that you can't go. You can't go in the future and you can't go in the past. But this is what Jesus said. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. He's in the future because he operates outside of time. He said before Abraham was, I am. So he's in the past because he operates outside of time. You can't go forward. You can't go backward. But God can go back forth. But he's going to meet you in your present. So, John, I want you to know that I am he which is right now the almighty God. And I want you to know this, John. I'm not just he which is, but I am he which was the almighty God. Hallelujah. I am the God of your past. It was not your imagination. You know, the devil will come and try to tempt you to stop believing what you already know about God. 
the devil will show up in your circumstances and say, you thought God was a deliverer. You thought God was a healer. You thought God could work it all out. But these circumstances are proving otherwise. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke those thoughts in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke the adversary in the name of Jesus. The Lord rebuke your adversary now in the name of Jesus Christ. Because those are lies. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. God is your healer. And God is your savior. God is your deliverer. He is your very present help in the time of trouble. John, don't let this lonely exile prevent you from remembering who I really am. I am the God that multiplied the loaves and the fishes. I am the Christ that walked upon the waters. I am the one who turned the water into wine. I am the one who raised Lazarus from the dead. I am the one hallelujah who, who healed the sick and opened the eyes of the blind and unstopped the deaf ears and caused the lame to walk I am the one you saw it with your eyes don't forget what God has done oh hallelujah it's important to understand that he was the almighty God Get your perspective right. He is your God and he was your God. The Bible calls him the ancient of days. That means he's older than days themselves. Hallelujah. He created days. Remember he called the light day. So before there was a day, there was a God. He is the ancient of days. Today's he's ancient. As long as there's been a day, much, much, much more, infinitely longer than that, there has been God. He not only is the Almighty, but He was the Almighty. The Scripture calls Him the Rock of Ages. This means that He was the Rock in every age. He was the Rock in every dispensation. He was the Rock in every generation. He was the Rock, hallelujah, in every decade. He was the Rock in every century. He was the Rock in every millennium. He is the constant answer to the age-old question, where shall I go? Where will I go when there's no one else to turn to? Who am I going to lean on when there's nobody else to lean on? Who shall I turn to? I go to the rock. I know he's able. I go to the rock. Hallelujah. He was the rock when Jacob needed a place to lay his head. He was the rock when Israel needed water to drink. He was the rock when Moses hid himself in the cleft of the rock. Oh, hallelujah. He was the rock when David was looking for five stones in order to take down Goliath. See, he's the rock of ages. He was the rock to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He was the rock to Joseph and Moses and Joshua. He was the rock to David and Solomon and Isaiah and Daniel saw a rock hewn out of the mountain without hands that tumbled down until all the kingdoms of the earth were subject to it he was that rock as a matter of fact Jesus looked at his disciples and said who do men say that I the son of man am they said some say you're Jeremiah some say you're Elijah some say you're just one of the prophets Jesus then said but who do you say that I am Peter spoke up and said thou 
thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you. But my Father, which is in heaven, he has revealed this unto you. And upon this revelation, I shall build my church upon this rock. It's the same rock that sent water from it to nourish the children of Israel it's the same rock David used to bring down Goliath it's the rock of ages cleft for me let me hide myself in thee hallelujah the God that was is the God that is hallelujah John would later say in the book of Revelation, he said, listen, he said, listen, this is how you're going to overcome. You're going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. Hallelujah. Don't forget the testimonies God has put in your life. Don't forget the testimonies that he's put in your family. Talk about the goodness of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Open up your mouth and share with people that the Lord brought me out of darkness and set me into his marvelous light. He reached down deep into a mucky, miry clay. He picked me up out of my despair and he set my feet upon a rock. Come on, you need to open up your mouth. You need to talk about it when you're sitting in the living room. You need to talk about it when you're driving your car. You need to talk about the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Let your children know about it and let your grandchildren know about it. Tell your co-workers what God has done for me. He lifted my spirit. He washed my mind. He cleansed my heart. He gave me peace when I had no reason to have peace. God gave me peace. Hey, let me tell you something. There are people in this church right now sitting here who need to know that God can deliver. Is there somebody that can be a witness that God is a deliverer? Hallelujah. There are people sitting under the sound of my voice right now that need to know that God can forgive you of your sins regardless of how deep you may have sunken into those sins. Is there a witness in the house of God that can say God is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't let your present circumstances prevent you from remembering who God has always been. The testimony of the Lord. The testimony of the Lord. Hallelujah. The testimony of the Lord. He brought me out without a doubt. He's my creator. He's my savior. He's my deliverer. He's my strong tower. Hallelujah. I'm going to know that right where I am. While he's testing me, I'm going to remember God is good. While I'm going through the fire, I'm going to remember that God is able to deliver me at any moment. He can pull me out of that fire. And if he's allowing me to stay in the fire, that simply means that the fire is not finished purifying me. So I'm just going to keep on walking. I'm walking with Jesus, holding his hand. And when the fire has done its job, he'll bring me out 
out. I said he'll bring me out without a doubt because I know who he has always been that lets me understand who he is. Glory. Glory. You know, folks, I know, I know all we have to go on is our past. That's all we have any experience on. Any experience you've got, any experience you've got comes from your past. You know, just in this moment, you're older than you've ever been. You thought you were old last week. You're older now than you were last week. You're older than you've ever been in your life. You've never been this old. And you're younger than you'll ever be. I don't mean to depress everybody, but, but just... That's the way time works. You're younger than you'll ever be. You're older than you've ever been. And the only thing we have to go on is our past. And yet, if you try to go back to your past, you can't get there. There's no, you can't get to your past. It's gone. It happened and it's over. It's done. You cannot go back to the past. And, and eerily, you, you, you can't go forward into your future. You can't. You can't get there. You've got it all imagined. You've got it all planned out. You've got, you've got things imagined in your mind the way you think they're going to be. You can't fully imagine how it's going to be. It's going to be so different. You know, the future is like the past in the sense that it does not exist. It has not happened. It is still developing. The future is still developing. And, and so... So, so let me talk to you for just a moment about the fact that this thing called the future is a vast, unknown landscape in life that you or I know nothing about and that we should not become arrogant concerning the future. This is why coaches tell their players, don't guarantee a win. You don't know what's going to turn out. And if you get to guarantee and stuff, you're going to fire up the other team and it could change the whole course of history. How about you just get out there and play your game? Because you don't know how things are going to turn out. And, and, and folks, even the scripture lets us know and understand that, that we are not supposed to boast ourselves about tomorrow. Solomon, the wise man, said in the book of Proverbs, he said, boast not thyself about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring James these are the prophets these are the apostles if anybody could know the future these are the ones to be able to know the future James said listen he said you don't understand what's going to happen so he said stop stop saying that I'm going to go do this and I'm going to go do that and I, and then this is what's going to happen here and this is what's going to happen on such and such date he said why don't you instead say if the Lord will I shall do this. And if the Lord wills, I shall do thus. Because he said, life is but a vapor. It appeareth for a little while, and then it vanisheth away. None of us are guaranteed the future. None of us know exactly how the future is going to turn out. I remember thinking I understood exactly how the future was going to turn out. I had all these plans and ideas and thoughts and and, and in fact, there's some things I couldn't imagine. I, I, you know, I couldn't imagine myself being a preacher, even though I wanted desperately to be a preacher. 
I felt called to preach, but I was crippled by stage fright. And I, I couldn't get up in front of people and, and do anything. And so I looked up at preachers preaching and I thought, I could never do that. Not in a million years. So God, you're going to have to do something because I'm never going to be able to stand up. I wasn't one of those kids that could just stand up and, and, and do whatever. No, no, no. I was terrified. And I thought I could never see myself ever preaching the gospel. But God can do amazing things. Truth be told, I, I'm still stage fright. But the anointing of the Lord can come upon me and give me the ability to preach the word of God. I never could dream that that could happen in my past looking forward into my future. You know what's amazing to me about the future is that when I was 16 years old, I had yet to meet the people who would be the closest to me in my life. I had my friends. I had my family. And they're all still extremely close to me. But I hadn't yet met my wife. I hadn't yet met her wonderful family. I hadn't yet had my beautiful children. I can't even imagine life now without my family. But at age 16, while I'm looking forward into the future, I can't even imagine at age 16 what the future is going to look like. So James said, listen, you don't know what the future is going to look like. You've got all these plans and all these ideas. You need to subject all of them to the will of the Lord and say that at any time, God can come along and say, no, this is not going to happen, and that is going to happen. And it doesn't matter how bad you want to do that. You're going to do this, and you're going to do that. And if you're surrendered to him, then you're life hallelujah will play out according to the divine perfect will of God and you can know and understand that he orders your steps and he knows the way that you take not only do not only do you think about great things that can happen in your future but you think about bad things that can happen in your future I remember when I was 22 years old and I had some symptoms I wanted to go to the doctor about. I thought I might have a kidney infection. I went to the doctor and had things checked out. And they called me a week later. They did an ultrasound on my kidney. They called me a week later and said, we've got good news and bad news. I said, well, okay. <laughs> What's the uh, good news? They said, the good news is you don't have a kidney stone. Well, that is good news. I said, what's the bad news? They said, the bad news is you only have one kidney. How is that possible? I've always had two kidneys. So I thought. But now all of a sudden I've got one kidney. I find out at age 22 I never did have two kidneys. I always had just one kidney. And I don't know what in the world that means. I, what does that mean? I did have two and now I only have one? What's going to happen to the one I got? And I thought, Lord, have mercy, what in the world's going on? And so my mind started going 100 miles an hour trying to figure this out and, you know, checking it out, reading medical books. You know, that's the right thing to do. Go figure it out on your own and check out all the symptoms. And then you can make an educated diagnosis of what's going on. And I, after all of that, I, I finally was able to make a rational conclusion, come to a rational conclusion of what this means. This meant I'm going to die. not going to see my kids grow up, not going to see, I'm not, I'm not going to see anything God promised me. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go. This is it. This is it. Then I started feeling symptoms in the one kidney I had. 
this is the big one. This is the big one right here. Yeah. Makes sense of everything. And my mind just started to, I went out and got a bunch of new life insurance. Have to do that before anybody finds out about this pre-existing condition. I was terrified, scared to death. I surely, in 2002, did not think I would see 2017. I didn't think I'd see 2000. In 2002, the devil had been, had been haunting me, taunting me, stalking me, telling me what all my future was going to be. And I was having trouble facing my future because I was dreading things that hadn't even happened yet. And here's what I learned about God in that moment. I learned that even in a worst case scenario, you'll find that God is still the Almighty. I've heard people say, oh, this could never happen to me because if this happened to me, I'd lose my mind. No, you won't. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. He's still the Almighty. He's the almighty that was, he's the almighty that is, and he's the almighty that is to come. Regardless of what you face, regardless of what comes your way. You think to yourself, I could never make it through that. I could never make it through this. I hope they don't do this. I don't know what I'll do. Now, you may not know what you'll do, but you'll know where to go. You'll know who to call on, and he'll tell you what to do. He is not only the Almighty that is or the Almighty that was, but He is the Almighty that is to come. He's the Almighty you can count on in your future. You can face your future with faith in your heart, knowing that God, hallelujah, will be there in Jesus' name. You don't know how folks will treat you in the future, but you know God will be there. You don't know how things are going to turn out. You may lose your job and then lose the next one, but you can know that God will be there. You may get a promotion you might get a demotion but you can know that God will be there in all of his resplendent glory in all of his resplendent power in all of his wisdom in all of his knowledge in all of his love in all of his power God will be there this is what Psalm 27 meant when it said the Lord is my light and my salvation the Lord is the strength of my life whom shall I fear of whom shall I be afraid Listen to this. He said, when mine enemies and my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and they fell. Now, folks, that happened. David is describing a thing that happened in his life. He remembered. He was recalling to memory when his foes and his enemies came upon him to devour him. And he watched them stumble and fall. Miraculously, God brought his foes and his enemies down that happened but because that happened he was able now to jump to the hypothetical and say now the war should rise against me my heart will not fear and though an host should encamp against me in this will I be confident I can know because of who he was and because of who he is I know who he's going to be when I need him the most I 
I've needed him in hospital waiting rooms. I've needed him in, 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 in silent times of prayer. I've needed him in desperate moments. And I don't know what desperate moments await me. I can't tell you what desperate moments await me in my life. I have no idea when I'm going to need him so desperately that I think I might lose my mind. I don't know. And I don't want to know. I don't want to find out until I get there. Because when I get there, I will know that God is my strength, my redeemer, my song, my help. He'll bring me through. He'll bring us out. He'll give us strength. He'll give us healing. He'll give us a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. Job, 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 Job. Just when I say that word, you think of calamity. You think of trial and tribulation. You think of horrible, horrible problems in life. Job! You think of a man who had everything go wrong. He didn't just experience the loss of a child. He lost all of his children. His wife left him. Job lost his wealth. He lost his health. Job lost his friends. His friends not only turned their back on him, but the few that he had accused him, accused him, accused him, falsely accused him, called him this, called him that, doubted his sincerity. And Job lay there in a heap of sackcloth and ashes. I don't know what in the world must have been going through his mind. There's no telling how desperate he felt, how, how abandoned he felt. But Job opened up his mouth and said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him hallelujah he said I've come to understand naked will I did I come into this world and naked will I go out but blessed be the name of the Lord he said listen I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but this one thing I do know I know my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day you hear that I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow but I know what's going to happen on the last day the God in whom I trust the God in whom I believe he's going to stand as the victor at the latter day I don't understand what's going on and I don't know quite how it's going to turn out but I do know when this is all said and done, I'm going to be exalted with him as a king and a priest in his majesty. That's what I do know. Hallelujah. John, I know that you wonder when, when they're going to come get you and chop your head off. But I want you to remember something. You can face your future with faith. Behold, he cometh with clouds. You can face your future with faith, John, because behold, he makes unto us kings and priests John you can face your future because he which was is and is to come the almighty God David said if I had wings like a dove and could ascend on high he'll be there and he said, if I ever have to make my bed in hell, behold, he's there. He which was, is, and is to come, the almighty God. I don't know what tomorrow holds for every person in this building, and some of you might be afraid of it, but I want you to lift your hands right now and say, God, I'm putting my life into your hands. I'm going to face my future with faith.
I'm going to face my future with faith. I want somebody right now in the name of Jesus who's facing some of the most difficult circumstances you've ever dealt with. I want you right now to put everything into his hands. Come on, put everything into his hands in the name of Jesus. Put everything into his hands right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on, let's stand to our feet right now as the musicians come. And let's put our faith in the hands of God right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus said it this way. He said, take no thought for what you shall put on. What you shall wear. What food you shall eat. Just don't even worry about it. He said, he said, consider the lilies, how they toil not. Neither do they spin. Yet Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed as one of these lilies how much more hallelujah shall God who clothes the lilies that today is in the field but tomorrow is cast into the oven how much more shall he clothe you take no thought therefore for the morrow what you shall wear what you shall eat for the father knoweth that you have need of these things but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you who has more faith the man with five million dollars in the bank or the man with fifty dollars to his name who has more faith I know everybody wants a million dollar miracle oh God I'm believing you for a million dollar miracle does it take more faith to believe God for a daily miracle give us this day our million dollar miracle give us this day our daily bread because let me tell you something I know about God I've never seen the righteous forsaken I've seen the righteous struggle. I've seen the righteous stumble. I've even seen the righteous fall to temptation. But I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed begging for prayer. Hallelujah. I want somebody to believe right now that you can trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. Come on, trust in him. Trust in him. Trust in him. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. Thank you, Jesus. You know what? Some things are going good for you right now. But is there somebody that can remember when you cried yourself to sleep? I know things are going good right now, but is there somebody here that can remember when you didn't know what was going to happen the day after tomorrow? I wonder if somebody could come to the front right now with a praise on their lips and say, God, I've come to give you praise. I'm going to face my future with faith. I'm going to face my future with faith. I'm going to face my future with belief in my soul, with belief in my heart. I'm going to face my future with faith believing. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to face my future with faith believing in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. I want somebody who's facing some tough circumstances. I want you now to come. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody that's got some difficulties in their family. I want you to come right now and say, God, I'm going to face my future with faith in my heart. In the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it. As the singers sing all across this building, I want you to lift up a praise unto the Lord. 
Come on, lift up a praise unto the Lord. Lift up a praise unto the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Take it. Yeah. 